So this episode is actually just going to be um, Rue's licking and us going. I.e. My nose. <laughs> as I said, our regular life. <laughs> This is the CritterCast Podcast. Welcome to CritterCast. Hi! Episode 20. Woohoo! This what is CritterCast episode 20 uh, with Karina and Cassie. Hi! And to, and CritterCast, for those of you who are just joining in, is a comedic animal-themed podcast where every week we first tell you a little bit about us and our world, and then we delve into a critter of the week. Yes. And they range in all kinds. So we'll get into that. But yeah. for this week... Right. Our theme for this week is that life is just kind of canceled. Right. Life's on hold for some people. Y'all. It, it, ugh, we are in northern, northern California, <laughs> um, which we are in the Sacramento area. I think we've mentioned it a couple yeah. of times. We incidentally gave away our location on a, in an episode <laughs> once upon a time. Uh, nobody cares. Anymore. It's nobody fine. cares. You know, whatever. These are podcast listeners. I really don't think they're going to go out of their way to come stalk us. But we are super famous. It's true. So, so famous. <laughs> um, but we're in the Sacramento area. And if any of you guys have been watching the news, I think the California wildfires are kind of all over. Oh, yeah. It's national it's news definitely now. definitely at least national news. Yep. The Paradise Fire in the Chico area in yep. Butte County. Um, Which is, we are not near. We are not. We're about thank 100 you. miles away from Butte right. County. But thank you for your concern. Yes. If you were afraid that's where this was going. No, it's not going no, there. We are home safe. in our big comfy couch. No no threat of fire. However, the that fire, the Paradise Fire, has drastically impacted air quality all over Northern California. Most yep. especially us. For some reason, our levels are worse even than a lot of areas of Butte County. Right. It's worse than Chico. It's worse than Chico. It's definitely worse. I know the Bay Area is feeling it in the last few days. Yeah. But we've had heavy, visibly smoky air um, for... Was that fun? That was fun. So fun. Yes. Come here. Kitties are going to play with her. Poppy. Not chase come cats. Come Pop up. Come jump up. Oh, they're being wild. Yep, the cats are playing, so the poppy wants okay, to play too. Okay, that's fine. You can play, um, but it's it's just been visibly smoky and disgusting and awful for the past week. Come here, up, up, up. Come, come here, up, up, up. up. Come on, all the way. Come here, up, up, up. No, no, up, up, up with up Karina. Here. Here. Come here, up, up, up. Come on. up. You have to go up. You have to way. come up, 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 up. Good girl. Good girl. Lay down. Now lay down. Oh my god. You can chew on it, but you gotta lay Don't down. Don't lose your mind. Oh my god, she oh has lost god. her. This is also what the terrible smoke has wrought: is our dogs are completely cabin fever. Uh, a dog in our apartment <laughs> is completely cabin fever. Look yes. at my dogs. Do they look cabin fever to you? Tinkerbell does. Oh no. Yeah. No, my dogs would live their entire lives inside if we if they could. It's true. They'd go outside maybe once a month. Yeah, Poppy's- and that would be enough. Poppy is taken to uh, begging to go for a W-A-L-K like yeah. every half hour. Feel it's free so to sad. say it, you know, if you're listening at home, but yeah. we can't say that no. word right now. No. It's a banned word in our house until the smoke lets up. We are hoping that it gets better soon, um, and we are doing lots of things to try and um, help from where we can, because yes. even though we are not affected other than smoke right as as yucky as the smoke is it's not mm-hmm. affecting our livelihoods or our right you know our homes right or our pets um so we're doing what we can um our the organization i work for the yola county spca yeah. is having a holiday fundraiser at the end of november and they've decided to donate five dollars of every ticket sale that we sell and we're yep. trying to sell a hundred tickets that's, that's right our, our capacity for the event um to the Butte County Humane Society, mm-hmm. which we have actually visited. Yeah, we have. Um, and it was a lovely... So well, it's a very small little it's show. It's a very like, small... They don't uh, have they a lot of resources. They share a campus with the, with the county... Mm-hmm. With the county facility. Yeah. And um, together, the two of them work together and yep. do a lot of really good work for the animals in their area. And they're hurting right now because they're just completely overwhelmed with right. hundreds and hundreds of lost, sick, and injured animals. Yes, and it's heartbreaking. A lot of rescues and shelters and veterinarians in the area, including the UC Davis Vet Hospital, the San Francisco SPCA, um, Animal Rescue Foundation in Walnut Creek are stepping up to house animals. Yeah, um, that, amazing. That need to be cared for, that are pending owner, um, you know, owner 
reunification yep. and and also animals that were already up for adoption that just needed to be transferred right. to make right. room. You know, they're doing a lot of stuff since this is Crittercast and we are, you know, animal pro, very pro animal and pro pet here. Yes. Um, that's kind of where our particular relief efforts have been focused because mm-hmm. that's kind of where our heart goes out to all the survivors. But if you guys are looking for ways to help right now, what they're asking for mostly is gift cards. Yes. So that everybody who lost everything in yep. fire um, can go and get the things they need mm-hmm. and you can check a lot of different um, websites for the current list of what's really needed but yeah. general gift cards like Walmart, Target those are kind of always good and if you guys are looking to make a donation specifically to the animals of Butte County and the Paradise Fire mm-hmm. um, you are welcome to donate through Yolo County SPCA either by purchasing a ticket to the party and coming in and enjoying a party which will also go to benefit the Yolo County SPCA in the end yeah. or just by making a donation in the name of it yeah. or you can donate directly to the Butte County of Humane Society. Just depends on yeah. how you want to do it. There's lots of different ways. Right. Um, if you donate through the Yolo County SBCA, however, and especially if you choose to attend our party, maybe Come you get us. a special shout out on the next CritterCast episode Absolutely. or the one after that party because maybe we'll see you there. Yeah. Because <laughs> we will be there. We'll yeah. Sure. So buy a ticket or make a donation. Yeah. And let us know if you want a shout out or not on CritterCast. Exactly. And so we will we're link our part. We'll link the event through our Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. And we'll put it up on our on our Patreon, too. But our Facebook page is where we're going to reach yeah. most of our fans. Um, but that's that's kind of been what the whole world has been for us this week. Yeah. There really has not been... There was not a Meet the Critter video this week. Um, there was not... Uh, I did I did get a video, behind-the-scenes video, out to our Patreon mm-hmm. subscribers. But I did not get the blooper audio out yet because we've just been kind of dealing with how do we live our lives inside? Yes. Which <laughs> how is do we harder. deal with that? You would think that it's... It'd be easy. Right. right? Like, home from work, only doing stuff at home. Right. Uh, but it actually takes a lot more coordination to try and figure out how to do everything you need to do. Right. You know, we've talked before about how we both have jobs that are passion careers and a mm-hmm. lot of people rely on us doing what we need to do yes. in order for them to get the help they need for them to live their lives and we needed to figure out how to do that while also staying healthy yeah. and keeping safe yeah. and trying to encourage all of them to stay healthy and exactly keep safe as well. exactly so it was just a lot of fiddling around and trying to trying to figure out what to do with this hellscape that we're currently living in yes it's apocalypse world outside yeah. when you when you look at it and there's when, Few my, people out, people who are out, you're sometimes wearing masks and it yes, just, and it hopefully. looks gross. Yeah. This is how the world ends. But we plunder on. Yep. We had planned to do a CritterCast episode, so mm-hmm. we are doing it. It's coming to you guys, perhaps a little bit later than it would have come to you, but it is coming to you guys. And with a little bit more congested voices, because that's what... I feel like I'm pretty solid. The smoke does to some of us, <laughs> Cassie. Yes. To, <laughs> maybe to Cassie in particular. Yes. Smoke and me are not friends. It's it's bad. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, so CritterCast. CritterCast. The light of our life. Episode 20. Episode 20. We have made it to 20. Yes. I, I don't know if that's, like, something to celebrate necessarily. I think so. It does so. signify five months. That's, I'm, I'm Almost amazed. half a year of CritterCast. And you know what's, it's so exciting to me that there's so many people who are coming along with us on this CritterCast expedition. I was going to try and go for alliteration again, but... There was not. Critter cast caravan. Coming. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> not keep it to yourself. It's okay, Pop Pop. Keep it to yourself. Give Karina a kiss kiss. Good girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week in CritterCast, we are, of course, um, it's pre-Thanksgiving. This this episode is coming out in Thanksgiving week, and we wanted to talk about the, the ultimate critter that we think everyone should be thankful for. Yes. Which, of course. And you guys know, we've we've said in previous episodes that we wanted to save dogs yep. for the, the the penultimate yeah, Thanksgiving a really, episode. A really special episode. You squashed your brother so you could steal his place. That's what she does. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she lures him away so that I'm she can so sit sorry, where he precious. was sitting. Um, so, to clarify... If you're listening, and this is the first CritterCast episode we've listened to, it's going to be a little bit different uh-huh. than our other CritterCast episodes. Yeah. Uh, it'll be more similar to our cat and kitten episodes mm-hmm. because it's an area where we obviously have a lot of personal knowledge Again, about dogs. we're not experts, but for this one we do have a lot of... First-hand knowledge. Exactly. Right? Yeah. First-hand knowledge and experience with dogs. And um, we also just... It's not the same 
when when we give fun facts about exotic critters and we're saying this is how big they are, this is mm-hmm. how much they weigh, this is where they live, it's all fascinating. Right, right. It's not so fascinating for domesticated animals <laughs> like dogs. I would assume most of you have seen dogs and know what they look like. I so. hope so. And if they look vastly different. We're very, very sorry for this. That you've never Terrible seen a dog before. In your life. <laughs> I hope you have seen a dog. Uh, we, we really hope that you um, that you have seen and have known the love of a dog. Yes. But if you haven't, uh, in this episode we're going to tell you we're thankful for them because <laughs> we have known the love of many dogs. And they're amazing and we love them and we're so very, very, very grateful for them. Absolutely. So we should probably start by introducing you guys to the three resident Critter cast dogs, yes. who are, of course, all conveniently situated in between us, right in front of the microphone. Right. None of them are speaking. They're being very good. It's kind right of better now. when they don't speak. Oh, oh Tinkerbell. <laughs> but you guys <laughs> have seen Tinkerbell's Meet the Critter video. Yep. So at this point, you've met Tinkerbell and learned a little bit about her. Mm-hmm. And we also have Miss Poppy, who we've talked about plenty of times, and Mr. Roo, who mm-hmm. we've talked That sounds weird to say. Mr. Roo? Yeah, Miss Poppy sounds like that's Poppy. I think he's Mr. Like, Roo sounds adorable. He's like a mystery. It Mr. Sounds Roo like, is a mystery. It sounds like he <laughs> should have his own kids show. Mr. Roo and Kanga too. Oh my god. And Koala too. Oh my god. Oh, see, he likes that. Do you like the Roo Roo? He good says, book? yes. That's, I should be famous. Are you famous? I'm famous. I want to be famous. <laughs> he loves that. He's, oh, oh my. Yes, he loves. He's he does. very in love with this idea. <laughs> you being so licky. Oh my goodness. Your dog's biting my fingers, and my dog is sticking his tongue up my nose. There's no, um, there's no escape here. We're very grateful for these dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will do meet the critter videos so that you guys can get to know more. Owie individual details about Poppy and Rue uh-huh. as well. But uh, this week we'll go crazy posting yeah. so many photos. So of many photos. I hope you like dog photos. Photos and videos of our three resident dogs. Um, and we'll sneak in lots of other dogs too because, you know, we had dogs in the past. We foster dogs yes. pretty frequently. Yes, we do. Um, our family members have dogs. There's going to be five or six dogs at my Thanksgiving, which is going to be so exciting. There will only be one at mine, and I'm bringing her. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, goodness. Uh, I know we did We did have some facts prepped. We do. You want to sprinkle in some of those facts? Yeah. I want to tell you a little bit of information about that people might not know about our bonds with dogs. Okay. And how special those bonds are and what some of the benefits um, are for us, but also for the doggies. Benefits for the doggies. I'm all about making the doggies feel good. Yeah. I say as I have your dog in a chokehold. She is not very uncomfortable. She is not protesting very much. But no. I do not recommend that you recreate that at home. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't put your dog in a chokehold. Uh-uh. Please don't. At least not for very long. And if you're very, very sure that it will tolerate it. All right, so some of the really cool things about our bonds with dogs. Mm-hmm. First of all, did you know that living with a dog can improve your immunity? Oh, like like your immune system? Uh-huh. Like your, okay. Not yeah. like I'm on Survivor and I have immunity <laughs> from getting eliminated this week? I would say absolutely, yes. <laughs> Depending on the dog you take with you. If you take Rue with you, I think, yeah, you're going like to make it. Or like my immunity from like, I don't know, the law. <laughs> no, don't try that. <laughs> That would be a bad idea. Don't do that. It can improve your immuno health. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So living with furry friends, but especially living with dogs, has been shown to decrease babies and kids' risk for asthma, allergies, and other immune conditions. Mm. And some studies have even suggested that these benefits begin as early as in the womb. So scientists aren't quite sure why that happens. They think it might be the bacteria on the dog's bodies that can give our immune system a boost during a crucial moment in our development. Mm. But it also probably helps because it lowers your stress and anxiety. Right. And you live a happier, healthier, more active life with dogs. Yes, that's true. Which are points five through ten that I'm going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about some of the other ways in which dogs help with your immuno health. So they can also, like I said, help you be more relaxed and lower your stress levels. So spending times with dogs, t- spending time with dogs, can ease your tension and your stress. Studies have found that this is especially true if you're in a high stress situation like a crisis, a natural disaster, or if you're at the office. Ah. Yes. This is why I like to take Poppy with me when I travel, even though it's way extra work. Um, managing a dog when you travel on the airplane is is not easy. 
Um, but for me, I have a lot of anxiety about traveling by airplane. And so it helps me to redirect that anxiety onto her and less onto the airplane flight itself. I would have more commentary if my fist wasn't entirely <laughs> in her mouth right now. I love her. I have very... Stop it! She's my precious I did girl. not ask for this. <laughs> Give me the next point. Okay. <laughs> Why are my dogs good for me? So they also uh, lead to healthier hearts. Reduced stress is its own reward, but it also can have long-term health benefits, including lowering your blood pressure, a lowered heart rate, and a decreased risk of heart disease. And that works even in little doses. So just petting a dog for a few minutes sends some feel-good chemicals to the brain and can soothe the frazzled nervous system. That's especially ow, true ow, if it's ow. a dog that you have a bond with mm-hmm. and if, you, if you're bonded with this dog and you're right. looking into their eyes and they're right. looking into yours in a nice, nice soft, non-challenging way, like, don't stare your dog down. But also if it just wants to softly gaze into your eyes, that will release oxytocin, which is the love hormone. And you feel the same or you have the same at least hormonal effect as if you were looking at a human that you loved. I uh, wouldn't know what it feels like to look at a human that I loved. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. But I certainly do know what it looks like to... My dog, the, literally yeah. the entire time you were telling that, uh-huh. you were petting her and she was like just gazing at me with the most... Oh, mm, I love you too, Tinkerbell. She loves her mama very much. The sweetest. Yeah. And I definitely... Like, I think, yes... Petting any dog is always a wonderful experience. Right. But, like, if you're bonded to the dog, not yep. only is it just, like, there's an extra emotional level there, mm-hmm. but also you don't have to, if you're a smart person, yes. be stressed about, like, does this dog like me? Right. Is this dog enjoying right. this? May I get bit by this dog? Right. Like, so much easier when you know a dog. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't even have to think, like, that extra level yeah. just goes away, and you're like, I can pet this dog yeah. any way I want, mm-hmm. um, and they are going to enjoy it, and it's going to be a mutually enjoyable experience. Yes. Are you telling me that you didn't enjoy that? No, she says, I want to chew on your fingers again. Please let me chew on your fingers. Okay, you can do that. Yes, good girl. Um, I think this is also something that makes trained therapy dogs really stand out and shine. Yeah. Is that, so if you, if you go to um, a nursing home or if you go to a airport during a really busy and stressful part of the year, mm-hmm. often you will see some sort of a therapy animal. And those animals have past certification levels to help them uh, demonstrate that they're socialized and demonstrate that they're really comfortable with a yeah. wide variety of people and situations. Yeah. So if you see an animal at the I'm just going to say airport because it's the holiday season. People are going to be flying a lot. Yeah. So if you're going to be flying and you see an animal and it has a shirt that says, therapy dog, pet me. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, still ask, can I pet your dog? Right. Always ask, can I pet your dog? And go slow and get the dog's consent. But you can you can be pretty sure that those dogs have gone through a level of training and they're working right. in partnership with those airports. Right. And usually um, red is a go-to color for a lot of those organizations that run, that have, um, basically if you own a dog you know loves attention, loves to be pet. Tinkerbell. You can can reach out to, you know, Google local therapy dog organizations and it's a non-profit organization Mm -hmm. that will help make sure, did your dog pass all the basic, so first they'll probably ask that your dog can pass a canine good citizen test. Yep, exactly. is basic public skills. Yeah. I know how to walk with my owner. Mm-hmm. I don't panic if my owner is not in my sight line. This is why Poppy hasn't passed this <laughs> test yet. <laughs> um, I can walk on a loose leash. Yep. I can see other dogs and not lose my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I, I can be polite and quiet. I can let strangers come up and approach me without mm-hmm. being fearful. Yeah. Not that dogs that don't pass this test or right. don't meet this criteria are bad dogs. Of course not. Two out of three of our dogs would not pass this no. test. Uh-uh. We adore them. They're perfect and we love them. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Anyway. But if you have a dog that you think would enjoy working as a therapy dog yeah. and that would provide a level of comfort to people, mm-hmm. that's something you can look into. Most therapy or therapy dog organizations will require that a dog pass a canine good citizen test first and yeah. then also go through some training. Not the dog necessarily. The training is more for the handler. Right, of course. Um, but you attend together to say, you know, this is what it's like when we're yeah. out and about. These are the situations we're in. This is how your dog is going to need to be able to react mm-hmm. to be a good fit for this program. Right. 
Yeah. Um, and, and those are... So we're not talking about people's individual emotional support animals. Right. Of course, we will talk about that because that's a big part of, Absolutely. of pet owning as well. Um, because that's just you and your dog having your own yeah. bond. But therapy fluff, therapy fluffies, it's such a thing now. <laughs> it's the fun term for it. But yes. therapy dogs are actual, they, they yes. can be actual certified yep. dogs. And they are incredibly, incredibly helpful. So if you do have a dog that you think would enjoy that, absolutely yeah. look into it. Look into a local organization. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're regional. Yeah. And then, you know, you wear you wear their badge. They have insurance. Yeah. They've said, yes, we know this animal. Mm-hmm. We know this person. We know they're trustworthy. Yeah. And then your dog can do a lot of good in the world. And you yeah. can do a lot of good in the world with them. It makes you feel so good to yeah. see your dog bringing joy to other people. It makes your dog feel good. Takes a little pressure off of you to not be petting your dog, right? One hundred and ten percent of the right. day. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I just I want to tell a little story. My grandpa, as y'all know, died recently, and it was a really hard time seeing him, you know, fall and falter and get ill. Um, but at the the home that he was in, the care facility, <laughs> two days that we were there these therapy ponies came by. <laughs> yeah. And the residents, and they just lit up. Yeah. It was amazing to watch their faces and see how excited they were. And they all wanted to tell me stories about, oh, yes, these are our horses. Yeah. Let me tell you about them. And the, the facility is in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the people who were in the facility were former... Horse owners. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. They're so horse people. They just... Love horses more than love, they love dogs. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, maybe. Some of them. Uh, some of them. <laughs> they just they just lit up. And yeah. And they were... It makes such an amazing difference in yeah. their life. And it also makes a huge difference for grieving family members. Right. And the visitors. Mm-hmm. When my grandmother was in hospice care, there was a cat. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't a therapy cat. It actually was just the cat of a resident that had passed away there. Aww. And they decided to let it hang out. But it yeah. was like... I know my family who's allergic to cats didn't appreciate it, but I appreciated yep. it very much. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, therapy animals aren't limited to dogs. No. But dogs are a very popular therapy mm-hmm. animal for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our Tinkerbell is unofficial because we haven't gone through mm-hmm. her canine good citizen and we're not registered with a local group. No. Um, just because I haven't really gotten around to it and because she does it through the Yolo County SPCA. Right. Which has their own coverage and programs. Right, right. And it's it's not the same because I do right. disclose to everybody that schedules events with us that they are not trained therapy yeah. dogs, but that I am very selective about who right. I bring. Right, right. Um, and I only bring dogs that I know are just yeah. gung-ho for people petting them in all kinds of ways mm-hmm. that are very difficult to make uncomfortable. Right, right. Um, very important. <laughs> and Tinkerbell, so now we've done, we've done schools, we've yeah. done nursing homes, mm-hmm. we've done, we do college campus a lot. She is very popular on we're college a, we're campuses. We're a college town. I have, so, I have already had my students request that she come in during finals week. Yeah. By name. They've said, yes. so is Tinkerbell going to come visit us? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. I guess we can talk to Yellow SPCA and see yeah. if we can figure that out. <laughs> we did three, uh, we did three events in like a two week period yeah. once. And like the first time everyone was like, and who's this? And who's this? And like the second and third time they're like, and Tinkerbell's back. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> and she's famous. lovely. And she would just sit there and beg for their food yep. and beg for their attention and belly rub. I, I think therapy dogs are amazing. I and I wish that, I wish, and I, more schools, especially colleges mm-hmm. and some high schools too, more schools and more nursing homes are really right. getting on board and reaching out. I, I've gotten quite a few places that have right. reached out and said, Hey, I, I want to get something on the schedule. Yeah. Um, um, and I, right now they're kind of seasonal for right. students. They're during finals week. Midterms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that there's one nursing home actually that reached out and they said, we want to do something Aww. like on the regular. That'd and be I was lovely. Like, I think you're... I yeah. think your residents would really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tinkerbell would love that. It's not for everybody, but like it's mm-hmm. certainly for some people. Yep. It can just be like the highlight of their week and yep. give them something to look forward to. Right. Yeah, and it can jog so many memories, too, if you're visiting people who are in a memory care unit. It mm-hmm. can help them um, to have memories simulated of their dogs when they were growing up yeah. or when they were younger. And I think that's just so precious for family members to be able to experience. Mm-hmm. So, therapy dogs, we love them. Also, I read recently that the UK is considering issuing prescriptions for things like therapy animals. Interesting. Yeah, and... and Increased gym time and massages and acupuncture as, like, on the routine, regular maintenance for good health. Wow. Yeah. And, like, that's not necessarily something that would be limited to people that are, like... No. ...on medications for anxiety. Right, exactly. It's just, like, this is... 
you know, instead of me going to my doctor and them saying, drink more water and get more sleep mm-hmm. if you're stressed, maybe I would go to my doctor and they would say, have you considered petting a dog yes. daily? Mm-hmm. Perhaps you could find a way to do that. Yes. Unfortunately, that would not help my stress because I already do. <laughs> but that's literally your job. <laughs> <laughs> it is my job. It's Allie. And that's why you have a passion career. <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. Because you oh get to God. do the things that you just love so much. Yes. But also. Dogs know. have been... Dogs have been part of our lives as a species for thousands of years. Oh, yes. I have information about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go for it. No, keep going. Well, I mean, I I learned, this is one of the things I did learn about uh, with my my fancy animal science degree, which so rarely gets used on this podcast (laughs) because we go totally out of my comfort level. But I took a a lovely companion animals class. If any of you are UC Davis alumni with Professor Uh Oberbauer, she's the best. Uh Um, And each week we would focus on kind of a, a type of companion animal Mm -hmm. so we did small animals we did birds we did of course dogs and cats of course um and the week you know we of course as as with you do with all of your intro animal science classes we talk about when these animals became domesticated Uh you know how they became part of our lives i don't really remember the facts and dates so if you've had like exact years i have kind of feel free to sprinkle information to support these (laughs) Claims that you're making. Um, oh, sweet cutie over there just not being so sweet, being very naughty. But giving a big cutie lo- yeah, big there's yawn. There's a naughty cat over there. Your dog is still biting on my fingers. Yes. My dog is no longer gazing at me lovingly. <laughs> They're gazing at the cat. It's a mess. Unlovingly. <laughs> right? Dogs... Um, in their domestication, it wasn't like a, oh, look at these cool creatures. We must worship them as gods. Right, right, right. It was like, oh, wow, these things are hanging around. Yes. And they can be really helpful for us, and all we have to do is give them our scraps? Yeah. Wow. Right? And so it's, here's some really interesting stuff, is the way that our connection to dogs has um, impacted them genetically. Right. So the bond between us and our dogs might trace all the way down to their DNA. Experiments have found that the most sociable pet dogs have genetic mutations that appear to make them more interested in interacting with people. Without those abnormalities, experts say that we would never have been able to domesticate dogs in the first place. Right. So it's there's a genetic makeup in there that makes them... And this is why they're genetically different, too, than right. wolves. Right. They are not just tiny or dingoes right (laughs) right they have evolved through thousands of thousands of years as partners with us through our influence right so they're they're not wolves they're not wild they're genetically modified yeah literally (laughs) yeah absolutely folks gmo genetically modified it Mm -hmm. does not mean necessarily that we took things into a lab yep and changed their dna yep just like with crops, it means thousands of years of selective mm-hmm. breeding mm-hmm. to get what we wanted out of these animals. Yeah. And we could talk, it's a whole nother podcast episode to talk about the problems with some breeds. Sure. Where we definitely were not thinking of the health of the animal right, in right. what we wanted. Yes. But just breeding for these traits, breeding for dogs yeah. that accomplished tasks we wanted and right. now getting to a point where we're really breeding dogs too for their personalities and oh, their absolutely. behaviors um, is part of why they, they are such awesome pets because there are definitely species, mm-hmm. actually subspecies of canines right. that are not our domesticated yeah, dogs. Absolutely. But look, you know, dingoes are one of them. Right. But there's also... Painted a, dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, and then there's a Taiwan, Thailand? Yeah. There's a dog in Thailand. Yep. That, or t- Taiwan... Ooh. I gotta, I gotta look we'll it up. Research. Or Tibet. It's we'll, one of the T countries. We'll do research and we will make that a specific episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, but basically, there is a, a dog out there that is very closely related to most mm-hmm. of our domestic dogs, but they are now thinking. At first, they thought it was a breed. Yeah. But they're now thinking that it's actually its a co-evolution. Own yeah. Because these dogs are not social with people. Right. Even with like all the behavior modification in the world. Right. They really don't. They were to be social to people. Evolved along their own lines. Right. They did not evolve to be interactive yeah. and engaged. Forcing them to yeah. socialize with people is more like looking at those cute little, you know, quote unquote pet foxes and right. squirrels. Right. That, like, and there's been a lot of um, other studies done, especially with foxes. They did domestication Who studies. Are members of the canine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you just can't get the same. No. It's just not the same. Because, again, they don't have that genetic predisposition. And we're talking here specifically about pets that you make exotic pets. Yes. Um, and not about injured animals who are 
wildlife who are in a rescue and recuperation program. We're talking about, like, weird, you know, those those online Facebook videos you see where, like, people, Mm -hmm. like, individuals decide to rescue animals and then make them their pets. Yes, like, forever. Domesticated And they could go back out into the wild. Not chilled. Do not do that. Don't do it. No. (laughs) You're not a trained wildlife no rehabilitator and you'll get to the point where you won't be able to care for them mm-hmm. you won't be meeting their needs and giving them the life that they want yeah and a lot of times get a dog when you need to turn them over to a wildlife yeah. rescue get a dog yeah get folks. a dog dogs are awesome they're domesticated they're great <laughs> <laughs> so dogs have given up some of their traits as they've evolved to be more what we're looking for in a companion mm-hmm. so they have lost a level of keen sense of smell that the wolves have so dogs sense of smell is it's duller Mm -hmm. compared to wolves and non-domesticated dogs they're worse at problem solving tasks but that's not that's not a problem for them right right because they because they depend on us exactly and they have prioritized um in their in their breeding and their evolution they their genes have prioritized survival skills that include coexisting with people and um, coexisting as a member of, like, our community. Yeah. So the they're pretty path. smart. They're doing really right. well. Their genes were like, do we need all these extra, like, or sensors on our nose? Maybe I just go hang out with those guys and they'll yeah. give me food? Sounds good. Yeah, cool. But they're still so much more impressive than us. So much more. <laughs> so much more impressive. So here's some more things that I think people don't really realize about dogs is that they have learned to understand our language. Mm-hmm. Which, so, they speak via largely body language. Right. You'll hear dogs vocalize, and sometimes those vocalizations are signals to other animals, but their main uh, system of communication is body language. Right. Right? Right. And, like, so some of the body language might be, like, a play bow, if a dog's inviting another dog to play. Tails, ears, Mm -hmm. eyes, tongues. Yeah. They use them all. Yeah. Look at the whole body. Absolutely. And so that's that's really, really different than using a spoken language like we do. Right. But that doesn't keep dogs from trying to figure out what we mean when we talk to them. Absolutely. So a series of Hungarian ex- experiments using MRI scanners have Ooh. found that dogs' brains respond to human voices speaking both positive words with positive tone. And that's really specific, too. They found that they respond better to words that they recognize as positive words spoken in a positive tone than in a nonsense word, but they do still respond positively to a nonsense word spoken in a happy tone. Exactly. Yeah. So tone you can is say... very important. Right. You can say almost anything to a dog and help it feel more comfortable and happy by using a high-pitched, inviting, friendly yeah. tone. Do you wanna do you wanna demonstrate? Wait, hang on, let me get a video. Oh no. Cause do not take a video of me. Being a good girl. Who's being a good pup? Oh, you sneeze in my face. Why'd you do that? Okay, no, say nonsense words. And See, they're still responding positively, but not quite But when they say Tinkerbell, because you know that your name and you're such a good girl. Yep. And Poppy. (laughs) So when you use words that they have positive associations with and they know mean something positive, in a positive tone of voice, they respond even more strongly. Yeah. So that's... Just so smart. You're so smart. I hate when people, like, have the idea that, that our dogs don't understand us it, yes you know i hate both sides i hate people that yeah, really honestly think their dogs can comprehend every word they right, say because right. they cannot well poppy um, can she has a large vocabulary <laughs> i will a hundred percent admit that the dog knows way more words than any dog has any business knowing it's true but she does not comprehend our full sentences Mm-mm. the same way no. you and i understand each other um so I, I don't like when people overestimate their dogs and overhumanize their dogs right. that way i think that part of us responsibly living with these animals is understanding that they are very much their own creatures. Yeah, absolutely. Although they clearly <laughs> evolved right. to be our best friends. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Whereas cats evolved to take advantage of our um, <laughs> it's, it's, delicious it's food. Like not, it's not a symbiotic relationship with cats, okay? Like, Poppy, come here, honey. Do you want to come have a snack snack? Uh, but... But they absolutely, certainly, like, dogs 100% can and will learn their names. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they can and will learn a number of words. Um, they, they don't always learn the words we think they're learning. Yes. And they don't always think what we may think our dogs understand as a word. Like, when we say sit, 
and our dogs sit. Right. Sometimes they understand that word. Right. And other times they understand something else you're doing along with that. Absolutely. Whether you're intentionally doing a hand signal or you're just giving some other kind of cue. Maybe you have a slightly different tone in your voice. Right. Um, and that's why a lot of times when we'll tell our dog a command, we might get three or four wrong things yes. before they get what we want. And it's because they don't actually understand right. our Right. They're words. trying to problem solve. <laughs> but they're saying, hold on. Yes. Yeah. I, I can tell this I can is, get there. <laughs> this is a, you're asking me something. Yep. How do I get it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and some of them, you know, it just depends on the dog, on the breed and the individual dog. Yep. Some of them come from very smart breeds mm-hmm. and don't end up being humanly intelligent. Right. And others of them maybe come from breeds that have a lot of flack, but yep. are actually very intelligent, Absolutely. smart dogs. And interestingly, your normal average dog is going to have approximately the intelligence of a human, human two-year-old. Yep. That makes sense. If you feel like your dog is actually a toddler, you're right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's like having a toddler that's more independent. Yes. Yes. A little more independent. (laughs) You know, nobody will frown on you for leaving your dog at home in, you know, in a crate for four hours. But if I put my kid in a cage for four hours, for some reason people don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, they'll never be able to, at least not with their current physiology physiology right they won't be able to to speak our words right but that doesn't mean that they can't uh hijack our language for their own benefit yeah absolutely there are dogs that learn how to smile oh yes uh, which is not a natural thing no no and that's interesting too because they're learning that from watching our facial features and they actually can interpret yes. what your face is doing and indications of what that might mean for them. They understand our nonverbal communications a thousand times so better than better. we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't even know that you're doing something, but that's how a dog will know to come comfort you. It's yeah. not because you cry loudly or you start, your tears are salty and right. smelly. Like, it's not, right. they can read your nonverbal cues uh-huh. and understand when you're holding tension in parts of your body or um if you go rigid or uh, dogs that are service trained for medical tasks oh my gosh yeah absolutely read your distress signals and part of it is scent smells too right they can smell some of the chemical reactions that go in our body but a lot of times they can notice things that you are doing or experiencing physically that you aren't even aware of absolutely yeah so, smarty pants. Pretty cool. Dumb so little smarty pants. <laughs> in 2016, a study found that dogs could read and respond to the emotions on human faces, even in photographs, which kind of surprised me. Yeah. I knew they could right. read and respond in to person. our faces. Obviously. right? But I didn't realize that they could look at a photograph and A, identify that as a human face. Right. And B, identify the emotions. And they can. The emotions... Actually, you know what? It doesn't surprise me as much yeah. when you think about the fact that they 100% do recognize dog pictures. Oh, absolutely. Right? That's like, so true. I, I can't tell. Yeah. Like, I don't think listeners could comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've been there for a lot of them. The amount of times that we'll have dogs at a yes. pet store or out and about. Yeah. And they see a, a life-size picture right. of another dog. Or Even a, a statue. picture. Right. Yeah, the statues or, freak them out a little bit more. Or the reflection. Yes. Of And they can't figure out. Why yeah. is this dog doing what it's doing? Yeah. The pictures and statues are the worst right. because it is a dog that is still and unmoving. Yes. And that's scary to dogs because right. they think... Stiffness is tense. Yes. Is worried. Is, yeah. And, and when, if you walk into a room and you're really nervous and that person's really yes. nervous and then you're both just standing there being really nervous. Right. It would, like, eventually, it would tension would escalate <laughs> yes. into some kind of confrontation. Absolutely. And so that's why if you're walking your dog out and about yeah. and it sees a statue and it starts barking or hackling at it right. and you don't <laughs> thank you for illustrating Lou. yes just like that um it's because your dog is frightened of that weird unmoving dog yeah so please have compassion yeah for yeah. your dog yeah don't think that they're being naughty right. on purpose right and look at ways that you can use positive reinforcement to help counter condition any fears that they have yeah or help them to develop a lot of social uh comfort and socialization skills when they're very young Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to teach your dogs that the world is no big deal. Yes, that new things are are something you know to interest in, or right. even better, the best reaction a dog could have yeah. is that new things are no hat, like right. just old hat, whatever. Yeah, yeah. New things are exciting and not scary because the the automatic is new things are scary because right. they they present as is for children an as well. unknown danger. Absolutely. The thing the thing that 
I think people don't realize is that we do socialize mm-hmm. our human children. Just because I hope you do. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, it can go very, very wrong, yes. right? If yes. you just trap your child in a basement. Please don't raise a serial killer. <laughs> but but it's just something that is part of like raising your child to be a part of society. Yeah. And like so society, socialization. People right. just don't make that connection though. Right. It's equally as important to introduce your dog to society and yeah. the world around it as it is to make sure your children are functioning humans. Absolutely. You want your dog to, you know, you'll always be there with your mm-hmm. dog, hopefully, but they still need to be able to learn how yeah. to stand on their own four feet. Right. And that can be a little tricky, especially for young puppies, because the, the best, the prime socialization window, and experts debate about it being either between zero and 12 weeks or zero and 16 weeks, mm-hmm. but say by four months, right. that's their opportunity for showing them that new things are exciting and not scary. Yeah. But that's really hard because that's the exact age that you're not supposed to take them out without vaccinations. Right. So, Which, you know, a lot of veterinarians will tell you like, keep your dog inside. Please do not. No, there don't. Are, there are don't. safe, safe ways. And, and a lot of veterinarians are, are better understanding, but yeah. a big problem that we have in the animal world is that Behavior as of now is not, not a requirement for Mm-mm. vet schools. They nope. do not have to teach their students behavior. Right. And we hope that that will become a requirement right. eventually. Um, and a lot of veterinarians want to do their best to learn about behavior Absolutely. as well. Because they got into this field because they love animals and Absolutely. they want to help in every way. Yes. They just haven't had the resources and the training to help in behavior issues. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But there are absolutely safe ways to help socialize your puppy. Right. um, That don't include exposing them to potential diseases. I mean, the easiest, if you have a small puppy, carry it. Yep. Carry it with you. Can go everywhere with you. Take treats with you when you take your puppy out. Take hand sanitizer. Take hand sanitizer. Have people use the hand sanitizer before they pet your dog. And then have them give treats. Yep. Yep. Just... Uh, they can hear new things, smell mm-hmm. new things, see new things, yep. and not be terrified of them. Yeah. Yeah. Our foster dog today, I was walking her right before she was adopted, and three bikes went zooming past us, and she freaked out. Lost her mind. Because I'm sure she's never seen a bike before. Yeah. So. And if she had seen a bike, it was never like, oh, here's a bike. Right. No big deal. Just, yeah, exactly. This is fine. Yeah. It was always just like, there's a bike. Ah, it's scary. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, shush, 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 shush. Yes. Doesn't do anything no. for them. No. You think you're comforting them. They don't know what but that means, not. though. So yes. associating every new scary thing with food <laughs> and with not not having a bad experience right. is great. And you don't right. have to use... You can use their kibble if they really like their kibble. You can feed them their meals as treats when right. you're carrying them around right? out and about. <laughs> it's nice to be able to set yeah. expectations low. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> as opposed to with a dog that's already terrified yes. and already at a threshold and yeah. you got to up your game but yeah save like, the roasted set your standards chicken low, man. if you can <laughs> um all good stuff you know this isn't we didn't we don't want to lecture people but no it's just a big part of and obviously we're very passionate about it because we work in animal rescue mm-hmm. as volunteers and as staff members uh-huh. and we see a lot of the negative side effects of people wanting to have good happy lives with their dogs right of course and, and not necessarily knowing how to do it yeah so uh, on one hand we are firm believers here yes. at CritterCast that dogs are amazing and wonderful companions absolutely and that they can fit into a wide variety of lifestyles yep and there's so many reasons for us to be thankful for dogs but in order to really thank them and yeah. to thank your dog this this Thanksgiving, and to show them that you're very grateful for them, mm-hmm. learn about them. Absolutely. Learn yeah. their body language. Learn how to communicate with yeah. them on their level. you got to simplify things for them. And there's so many resources online. The problem is that some of those resources, it's really hard to know which ones are in keeping with the best practices yeah. of animal behavior and animal training. Yeah. So a quick, easy rule of thumb is look for trainers and videos and notes that are using positive reinforcement. Yeah. And if you're ever, like, if you want to be more in-depth, mm-hmm. look at peer-reviewed and official published yes. articles yeah. on reliable studies that we were done. Because we do know a lot about this. Yes. It's just a matter of sharing that information with the public yeah. and working to change years and years of thought about the best practices for training dogs right because the thing is you know you could have a dog and just never train it right not do anything with but it. but you are still training it <laughs> right yeah just you know you're teaching it unintentionally yeah and your dog you can live a very happy life with yep. a dog that doesn't know how to sit and doesn't know how to lay down oh, doesn't know how course. to come but 
it's not going to be a very happy life if they don't know how to be okay around visitors. Right. Or how to be okay on their own when you're off at work. Or how to be okay going to the veterinarian, yeah. which they have to do. Yeah. Um, part of it, of course, is making sure that you're taking them places that are yeah. going to make it a positive experience on their yeah. end. And most vets will be very happy to have you bring in puppies, you know, holding them, carrying hand sanitizer. Yeah. And to just go into the vet and get a treat and then leave. Yeah. You know, that's something that most veterinarians would be very happy to do. Yeah. Hello, this is the vet's office. It's not terrible. That right. way you don't end up with a dog where every time you go to the pet shop slash groomer, right. you, you are, they're choking themselves yes. to get out the door yes. as soon as you get there. Exactly. <laughs> because they hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and don't feel like if you have missed that socialization window, if you adopt an older dog mm-hmm. or if your dog is already older, don't feel like there's nothing you can do. There's always hope. There's always, always hope. It's and harder. It's harder, and there's things that you can do on your own, but there's also people to help you, too. There's always hope. Huh. Yeah. Kinky Bell. Yeah, that's we right. Have two, two out of three of our dogs were rescued um, from former lives as adult dogs. Yes. And they came with their own little sets of challenges. But you know what? The one that was rescued as a puppy also has her own set of challenges. Right? She yep. was, you know, raised <laughs> right. Uh-huh, sure. There's totally things that I would change now that I know. More. Right, yeah. absolutely. Because I, I didn't really, I started volunteering at the shelter before, and I'd had dogs before, of course. Right. Um, but I started volunteering at the shelter maybe just a couple of months before I got Poppy. Yeah. And But, it you know, generally volunteering at a shelter versus having a right. close friendship with an educated and talented right. behaviorist yes. are very different. They're very different. <laughs> Especially if you offer to work closely with that very talented behaviorist, if you take classes with them. We're looking at you, Kelly. Or... Even if you haven't listened to this podcast yet. Right. That's right. Kelly, what are you doing? Stop everything and listen right now. Stop. <laughs> oh my God. That woman has so many appointments back to back. I know I don't she does. know how it's she would fine. have any time to listen I'm to I'm sure she'll podcast. travel soon. She can listen when she travels. Yes. Um, but also it helps if you get started by doing things like foster programs that have behavioral training or behavioral yeah. support. Yeah. And you can learn a lot of... You can also... So, like I said, learn a lot online. Yeah. There's amazing stuff. Victoria Stillwell is one of my personal favorites for resources that are online that I looked at while I was raising Poppy before I knew what other, like, close-to-me resources existed. Yeah. And I feel like that set me up on a pretty good track. But yeah. I didn't know to take her places before she could... Um, Walk on the ground. Yeah. So I waited until she was about 14 weeks before I took her to her first puppy social. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely should have been taking her from age six, six, six yeah. weeks. You wouldn't have had her at age six weeks. But no, I didn't get her till eight weeks. Yeah. But I had Which her is when most weeks. people get them. Yeah. And, but, you know, we hope that the rescue that you got your puppy from mm-hmm. has started socializing them. It, yeah. They haven't always, but it's not... The worst thing in the world to start at eight weeks. It's, no. It's best to start, like, four weeks. Right. You can even, like, there's things that you can do to socialize oh, them. Oh, yeah, from birth. Get them comfortable with handling yeah. from birth. Yeah. But how many people do you know have, have known their puppy since birth? I mean, people in the animal rescue A small world. animal, right? Yeah. But we also do. people who live on farms, people who get animals from family members. Yeah. Um, people you get who your dog from a breeder, which pregnant. is totally fine if you are, you know, doing your research right. and making sure that your breeder If it's breeder a good is, breeder, though, they're not going to give them to you before eight weeks either. No, but they will have them from birth. And yes. if it's a really good breeder, they'll be socializing. Yeah, them. absolutely. So do your research. And usually when you, you can look at puppies before they're eight weeks. Yep. And you can schedule visits with them. Yeah. You can do a little bit of socialization, Absolutely. too. Lots of stuff. Puppies are great. Puppies dogs are, are great, great. But they're also dicks. And older <laughs> dogs are amazing. I love senior dogs. I love them. I love them so much. <laughs> they're so much easier to deal with for That's the another part. reason to be thankful for dogs, is that right? we have this entire animal rescue community. Yeah. Which is sad when you think about the fact that right. there are a lot of homeless animals in the, in the world. Right. It's sad. But... You have this great opportunity when you want to add something to your life yeah. to literally save a life. Right. And change. to change a dog's life yeah. forever yeah. by offering them your home and right. your love. And if you adopt from a foster or rescue or a shelter, yeah. you're making space in that in that organization. Where they can take more dogs. Where they can help a new dog. Mm-hmm. Where they can feel less pressured because they have one, yep. one more empty kennel. Yep. You know, one less mouth to feed. And if you pay a basic adoption fee, which for many rescues that I'm familiar with, it's between $150 to $250. Yeah. That Going money... Down, all the way down to 25 for a lot of shelters. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Shelters and a lot of shelters, if they're very 
very full or they want to really encourage the adoption of a particular animal, they will do amazing deals if you just watch for it. Yeah. Um, and if you if you pay that money, you can think about it as kind of paying for their room and board for that time that they right. were with them. You can think about it as paying for their care. Right. Or you can think about it as paying for other animals' care. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just a general donation. Because I will tell you 100%, the yeah. adoption fee, even a $300 oh, yeah. adoption fee, is not Does paying. not cover. Does mm-hmm. not covering at all nope. the amount of money yeah. and care that's been poured into these animals. Yeah. But it's it's a donation on the part of the dog that you're rescuing. Yeah. It's a thank you to the rescue or shelter that yeah. you got your dog from. Right. Thank you for taking good care of my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it know. helps that rescue or shelter continue to be able to provide this amazing yeah. service. That and doing. that... Like, in and of itself will make you feel great. Right? That will just, yeah. like, every every time I, you know, if you ever are going through moments where, of course, you will yes. be when you have a dog. Yeah. When you own a dog. Mm-hmm. You will have moments where you're frustrated with them. Yeah. You'll have moments where you're frustrated <laughs> with yourself. Yep. For not doing better by them. Right. Maybe you're frustrated that they were alone for longer than you wanted them to be. Yeah. Or that you have to crate them for a long time. Yeah. Or that they have to be in the backyard for a long time. Or maybe you're frustrated that you go out on walks and they just won't stop barking at everything. Right. Or they had an accident in the house and you're frustrated with them but you're also frustrated with yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there are all those moments and you get to stop and say but think of the life they could have had if I hadn't been there for them and it could have been so much worse but there are so many ways that you can help show your love and gratefulness to dogs in your area to critters of all kinds of course yes but we are talking about dogs specifically you can always volunteer your time absolutely I know a lot of people struggle to volunteer their time with shelters because it's really tough it can be very hard and know that as somebody who formerly volunteered and worked at a shelter we do not judge you for that no oh no oh my god it is hard it's It's very very hard. hard it's why a lot of people don't stay working at shelters for and very long. That's also why people who work in rescue and in veterinary work tend to have the highest rates of suicide in the U.S. Yeah, because it's it's ridiculously hard and there's yeah. not enough resources like yep. there are when you're working with people at risk. Right. There's still, that's still, still very, very hard work but, as well. Right. Oh, of course. But it's it's not as supported yeah. because they're not people and yeah. they're not valued the same way in society. Right. So critter, we here at CritterCast, one episode at a time, are trying to yes. change that. That's right. That's that's our goal <laughs> and our mission. You can, you can volunteer in other ways too. <laughs> this is why we do this is because we are helping people be grateful for weird animals. Yes. <laughs> for all critters all around the world are just trying to get people to value them just as much as you value your friends and neighbors and family yep. members. And you know what? I think it's working for me personally. Yeah. Because I had a spider uh-huh. in my office the other day uh-huh. while I was doing a conference with a student. Yes. And the student said, ah! And I looked at it and I realized that it was just a regular run-of-the-mill garden spider. Yes. And I said, just leave it. It'll be fine. It'll find its way. Yay! And the student said, are you sure you don't want me to step on it? And I was like, nope, it's okay. No. I, I feel like this is huge personal growth. I saw a jumping spider ah. at my brother's baseball oh, game. Oh no, and you. my immediate reaction was, hold on, i got to film it for CritterCast. <laughs> and that video is now on our Facebook yes, page. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, I mean, obviously, like, we're not going to talk about, we just, there's no, we can't, we could talk Mm-mm. for days, days on end. Yeah. About more dog, and there will be more dog episodes. We'll do dog episodes yeah. where we feature specific breeds. Yep. We'll do dog episodes where we just want to talk about like this specific type of dog. Yeah. But this this episode in particular, because we've had a tough week. Yeah. I think we wanted to focus mostly on things the that emotional make us really happy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Therapy dogs and exactly. why we love them and and why they're just so cuddly and amazing and even weird hairless dogs like Rue are soft and amazing and yep. we love them. Yep, we love them. All different fur types. You know, if you're allergic to animals, you'll find a dog There's out still there. Still dogs that you out can there for have. you. Like that's even that. Like I know. there is dogs that were genetically made and bred right. Right. for people with allergies. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Anytime I don't believe I, in a truly hypoallergenic dog. Like I don't believe that I mean, there's they still truly a dog. Shed skin cells and right. occasional fur. Right. But they're shedding hair, so they're less likely to shed the dander that yeah. is um, usually the cause. I of just also feel like allergies. people that have like you're gonna have allergies. I don't know. Like you can't live in a, in a world free of dust. Right. Like just right. suck it up. Take your pills. No, I'm just kidding. It depends on Are how you severe. Are talking to your mom right now? No. My mom is lovely, and she put up with 
So she has three animals in her house. Anyway. I know. Um, and she has to take allergy pills. Depends on how severe every day for it, it. It depends on how severe your allergy is. Please don't go into anaphylactic shock just no. to pet a dog. No, or have constant hives. Or, right. Don't yeah. live an uncomfortable life. Yeah. For the sake of a dog, because we can help you find a critter that you can pour your love and affection into. Have you into. considered a reptile? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a Kenyan sandball or That's a corn snake or, or a leopard, a leopard gecko. gecko. <laughs> Consider involving a dog in your life. Yeah. If it's not the right time to own a dog, then make friends with people that own dogs. Oh, yeah. It'll make you happy. Yeah. Volunteer, foster. Uh-huh. Yep. Visit places that have therapy dogs. Yep. Like, surround yourself in dogs. You will be a just much happier person. Go to the dog park. And sit at the yeah. bench and just stare at all it's the like, dogs. It's only mildly weird. It's not nearly as weird as going to a children's, like a children's park, park and sitting and staring at all the children and saying, And offering oh, them food. I love them. They're so precious. I could just eat them up. <laughs> yeah, you might get taken away in handcuffs if yeah. you did that. But if you go to a dog park and you just, like, I, I never had the courage to do it. But I, I did. I've been around people who had done it. Yeah. And the dog owners, like, a lot of times would be like, you yes. know, I'm looking for a dog. I'm waiting for a dog. And I'm meeting dogs yeah. and seeing, you know, what kinds of dogs right. they like. Most owners will be more than happy to stand there and Absolutely. talk to you about their dogs. Because for we love like our an dogs. Hour. Yes. And we want to tell you, like, if, if somebody came up to me and was like, look. I kind of want a dog. I don't really know what I'm doing. I can't have a dog yet oh right my now. Gosh. I would be like, please come have a meet seat. my dogs. Let's talk. <laughs> come meet my dogs at work. Come meet yes. my dogs here at home. Yes. I will tell you all about exactly what kind of dog is going to be good for you. And a like, lot of times that's how you can find out about really great uh, available dogs, adoptable dogs, really yeah. reputable breeders, really yep. reputable shelters, rescues, etc. Absolutely. And just a note on that, don't assume that a rescue is reputable just because they're a rescue and not a breeder. Yeah. Do your research. Or just because they they seem popular. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, oh, look, they have cool t-shirts. Yes. Like that doesn't make them no responsible. No. You ask know the questions that you should be asking yeah. and if they don't have sufficient answers yeah. or you don't like their answers, mm-hmm. there is another rescue that can help you find the right there dog. There will be, and you might have to wait a month or two instead of taking home the first dog that you see a really cute fluffy picture of, yeah. but you will find the perfect dog for you. Yes, and if you guys are listening at home and going, man, these ladies just sound, they're so <laughs> hilarious and they sound so entertaining we do. and they just seem like it's they true. know so much about dogs Everything. and I should ask them questions. <laughs> Do. Okay. <laughs> also, can I piggyback on that and say, please send us pictures and videos of your dogs. Oh, I want my to God, see yes. Them. Like, please. I'll do a post, too, just like I did with yeah. the black cats. Or yeah. I said, show me your black cats. Like, show us your dogs. Show us your dogs. Show us your dogs. All of them. Because we, it Every will make us, one. us hold up in our smoky apartment. Well, it'll make us feel yes. so much better just to see pictures of yeah. your dogs being cuties and tell us why you're grateful for a dog or yeah. if you have a different animal that you're grateful for tell yeah. us why you're grateful for coming animal. up and we're grateful yeah. for all of our critters yes but like especially if you have a dog show us pictures and yes. if you're one of our local friends and you don't have a dog but you want to be thankful for a dog you can have one of our dogs for an hour <laughs> absolutely for an hour yes then we forever. take them back yes they're our, our dogs so i suppose we're gonna have to wrap up episode yeah. 20 because a certain somebody is deciding, if you're so grateful for me, play with me, please. <laughs> but look forward to all this week getting yeah. an outpouring. This will be the one week where we really don't struggle with posting stuff on social oh, no. media. Our no. Instagram and our Facebook will it's gonna be, be like lit. multiple posts a and day. And our Twitter. I'm doing way better on our Twitter. Oh, are you? Because I finally started figuring out how to use it. I don't twit. I don't Twitter. <laughs> you don't twit? I don't twit. Twitter. So our Twitter is at castcritter. So come find us and tweet at us. Yeah. Yeah. But you do that. You can do that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Uh-huh. Uh, our other social media links for anybody who's possibly interested. Yeah. On Facebook, we're just CritterCast with a capital C, capital right. C. Easy to find. Indeed. On Instagram, we are at CritterCast Podcast. Delicious. Uh-huh. We have a YouTube yeah. channel, too, and it just has our Patreon video. Yeah, go watch uh, our Patreon it's, video. That's CritterCast podcast yep. as well. Yeah. On Patreon, we're there on CritterCast. That's capital right. Capital C, capital C. Yeah. Um, if you, you want can... amazing behind-the-scenes footage and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Audio bloopers uh-huh. and thank you postcards. And oh, yeah. birthday packages. Mm-hmm. And if you want to help us reach... $50 a month so that we can buy all of our critters a special treat and show Ooh. you a video of it. Yes. Then you should support us on Patreon. Join yes. on. We have some content up now. 
I know, it's so, amazing. It's so, great. And it's only for it's only Patreon for, subscribers. Yeah. So if you go to our Patreon yeah. as just a regular person, right, you, can't you can it. see some stuff, Mm-mm. but you'll see some stuff that's blocked out, and in order to gain access, you have to join Patreon, yeah. which is, you know, and I love exclusivity. I know. And it's so easy to join. Especially it's, when it's like a dollar a month. But I can pretend like I'm fancy schmancy. Absolutely. <laughs> well, think, you are. You're I think you have special. to donate. I think you have to donate $2 a month for behind-the-scenes yeah. footage. $1 a month for bonus for blooper audios. Though. Yeah. So, you know, there's yeah. some for everybody. And you know we're funny in our bloopers. That's, uh-huh. that's why we keep them for uh-huh. bloopers. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 or maybe they're just, like, really awkward conversations that we just, like, couldn't keep. Anyway, our email is criticastpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, it is. In case you want to reach us there as well. Yep. As well. How much is that dog in the window? Ding dong. It's woof woof. Ding dong. Ah, The one with the waggly tail. This one? How much is that dog in the window? Woof woof. I do hope that doggy's for sale. Rawr. I know. Ruru says, um, Mommy, I'm not for sale. Must, I'm for adoption. <laughs> That's right. Hi. Hi, sugar. Oh, my sweet boy. We're wrapping up here so that we can bask in the glory of our dogs. And we hope that while you listen to this, if you're driving, get home safe to your dog. Please do. If you're at home, hug and kiss your dog if they like hugs and kisses. Only if they like it. Otherwise, give them an extra treat or an extra pat. A little pat on the booty. Because don't forget, hashtag dogs love the booty. Yeah, they do. And there'll be plenty of evidence of that this week as well. Oh. Yeah. Because our dogs. Bong. I don't know about Poppy, but I know Tinkerbell extra loves the booty. Yeah, Tinky loves the booty. She loves the booty. Do you love the booty? Yes. Yeah, you do. I do. Okay, yeah. I do love the booty. Okay, yeah. And I they love each other's booties. Yeah. A, lot. <laughs> a little too much sometimes. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, here at CritterCast, all critters love the booty. That's right. But so find us with that hashtag. Uh, as always. Critters love the booty. Hashtag critters love the booty. Hashtag dogs love the booty. Hashtag CritterCast Podcast. Yep. Always. Always. Poppy, tell them our sign-off. Can you learn human language right now? Papa, can you say, see you later, alligator? Or, after a while, crocodile. Oh, she likes that one. (laughs) 